where I'm living in Nepal, people use their hooter as a means of communication, not just to warn people of some kind of danger. They don't use it very sparingly. It's used very, very often. Now, where this affects my life is that sometimes I am doing translations. And when I'm doing those translations, I need to record those translations. However, it's difficult to make the recording when there are these hooters making a noise. And so when this happens, I can get frustrated. I might even start thinking, you know, I'm sure they're doing this on purpose. They just know that I want to do the translations now, so they are deliberately trying to make me unhappy. Of course, this is not really the case. These are just fabrications and fantasies of my own mind. The truth is that they're just carrying on normally their normal day of life, and this is the way it is within their culture. When we see things that are happening in our life, we see that there are two aspects to this problem. The one is everybody going past on their scooties and their vehicles, and the other is my state of mind. Now, if I really think about it, there's often scooties and cars going past, and often I don't even realize them. So what's actually happening here is, is that I'm only sometimes getting upset. So it's not really the sound so much that are the problem. The problem is my own state of mind in certain circumstances. And to go out there and try and change everybody else, try and change every single scooty and every driver and educate them not to blow hooters when they're coming past me, this is a very difficult task and unrealistic because this is their culture. But what I can do is change my attitude. What I can do is whenever I hear a scooty starting to approach or a vehicle, I can stop for a few moments and use that opportunity for sound meditation. Think, how wonderful. He has an opportunity to meditate again. I'll use the sound as the object of my meditation. And really, we can apply this principle in nearly everything that we do. There's going to be ourselves involved and our state of mind and somebody else or some other situation. Now, is it realistic to try and change everybody else and every other situation? Or can we first look to see if we can change our own mind, to change our own attitude, our own perspective of things? before we decide that it's going necessary to go and change everybody else. How often do we look at and find the problems in others and the defaults and the lackings and the shortfalls of others? And how often do we look at our own problems, our own shortfalls, where we're lacking and try and change ourselves, improve ourselves? How many problems and how much dissatisfaction will we be able to resolve and reduce if we first learned how to transform our afflictive emotions and let them go.